We'd like to welcome you back to part five of our current event and weekly Bible study for January 4th, 2015. And um, <clears throat> I took a little break and I was just kind of scanning some of these other videos and I found this one, which is just absolutely complimentary and confirmatory to everything we have covered so far and virtually everything I've said. Exclusive. Former Church of Wells member speaks exclusively to Nicole Vowell, a newscaster. So this is um, this gentleman's particular perspective on his time that he spent in the Church of Wells. I was going to school. Um, I was working for Walmart. Um, I was... Uh Christian. 23-year-old Patrick Jones from Houston described himself as a devout Christian, a youth minister, and a saved man before he ever knew of the Church of Arlington, now known as the Church of Wells. He says he met an Arlington church member, Corey McLaughlin, who is currently still a church member. Look at the pride. I mean, the, the, the pictures they show, the pride. That's coming out, and we're gonna we're gonna hear about that in a second here. And this man they're interviewing, I mean, you know, you can just see the humility on him, and that is such to me such a a wonderful indicator. It's not the only indicator, but it's really a very very important indicator of I believe a saved person. You know, somebody that's not walking around and arrogant. Pride and, 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 you know, just can't help but love them. In Wells, and around February 2010, Jones decided to pay the Church of Arlington a visit with Corey. But they invited us to come up to go preaching at the Super Bowl. Is that something that they commonly do, street preaching and stuff like that? Yeah, that's what they, that's pretty much um, what they believe in, evangelizing, mostly open air preaching. Jones says the church members' preaching methods were different than what he was used to. He says they would preach harshly, trying to convince people they were not truly saved and condemn people to hell. But re- Again, I mean, this is their approach. And this is a lot of street preachers' approach. Total, total, total condemnation. You're going to hell. How many converts are they getting using that approach? All they're going to do is infuriate people with that approach, as far as I can see. Regardless, he says, the members, quote, baited him in and told him to abandon everything and move to Arlington to join their church. And he did. Did you quit school? I quit school. Did you quit your job? I quit my job. And did you leave your family? Left my whole family. They said that you had to. That's what you got to do. It's the only way you can, you can uh, do this. You know, it's the only way you can join their cult. Essentially, right? Pretty much if I wanted to grow in the Lord, you know, and if I wanted to get serious with God. Jones moved in with his church brothers. Some of the brethren would live, uh, three or four brethren would live in this little small RV and in a house next <laughs> Three or four of them living in a small RV. Uh, it must have been chummy. Um, the Corey's was Ryan's and his wife and mother. That was the sister's house. Most of them would live there. And then uh, Jesse had a house, and mo- the rest of the sisters would live there. But again, I mean, if, if you can't have a secular job, like the the one uh, lady that had emailed me was saying that, you know, most of the men don't have that, it's going to be pretty tough. It's going to be pretty tough to uh, put a roof over your head. After a short time, Jones says he started to notice a change in himself. 
I caught myself dressing like them and, and talking like them and praying like them. Because they, like, if you're around somebody for a while, they eventually going to rub off on you. Well, again, and remember what I said before about the ABC report. One of the things that struck me the most is that they're all like a bunch of automaton robots that parrot whatever the elders tell them they can say or they can do. And, and, and this is also a um, sign of cult-like behavior. You know, individual personalities going out the door, and, and you just all start acting like drones. Which is really the heavy sense you get when you watch the videos. I became, like, so prideful and so arrogant. And so, like, and so like I was so quick to tell people they're going to hell. After all. Huh? Hear that? Exactly what I had said that I had heavily suspected he confirmed it. He had only been there a few weeks. So prideful, so arrogant, wanting to tell people they're going to hell. So see, what does that tell you? What does that tell you that that type of street preaching comes from? Pride and arrogance. And I'm telling you, that's what I've seen from the ones that are out there just using a absolutely condemning, you're going to hell, we're con- going to condemn you, we're basically, without saying it, better than you. And where does that stem from? Pride. And pride is the most egregious sin in the Bible. Because it's the only sin in the Bible that blinds you. You think that you're doing pretty good. You think that you're a real Christian. Because the pride has blinded you to it. It's incredibly dangerous. What's the opposite of pride? Humility. While he says he started having second thoughts. When I first got up there, I wanted to leave. Like, after a while, when I had a couple of weeks, because I noticed everybody was like, it, it was like, I felt like it was kind of cultish, because, like, everybody was dressing alike. I was like, man, Corey, like, what did we get into? Like, what, like <laughs> I feel so sorry for this guy. <laughs> God bless him. But see... Remember what I said about Catherine, where there was that time where, where um, at first she said she wanted to talk to her parents, and then they had the they brainwash her, brainwash her some more. She calls back, oh no, no, I can't do that. You have to come here. You got to go. In. And then she had gotten that dispute with the one people. They were discussing scripture, and she ran away into the woods. Well, see, she still had enough of her own mental faculties at that point. Those demons that operate through cults like this haven't hadn't sunk their hooks into her enough at that point for her for her to have no free will see that's what they want to take away all your free will you're going to hell without us without doing it our way see at that point he still had enough of that in him to realize man something's wrong here some some is something is up and this is not good and so this is his journey that he's going through like you know i was confused i was like what is this i know like and he's like, and he would always tell me like, man, it's the Lord, it's the Lord, like you know. But I like some inside was like, man, this is like a cult. He says he felt trapped, and he felt like he was being held spiritually captive, and there was no way out. If I leave, like I feel like, like where am I gonna go? You know, that was my first question. Be- because they have you convinced and boxed into believing that they're the only, they're the only cult group on earth that has the truth. That's what all cults do. That's what that guy in the Jehovah Witnesses tried to get me to think. So I understand this feeling. Okay? I understand this. That we're the only way. We're the we're so we're so special to God. This is how special we are. He let us in 
on the only way to get to heaven. And we're the only group on the planet that has it figured out. So man, are you privileged that God brought you here and yoked you up with us. Because without us, without this knowledge, you're going to go to hell. So where are you going to go? Well, you can't. You're trapped. You're trapped, which is exactly what they want you to do and want you to feel and is exactly what Satan wants you to feel. And, um, at this time, I had preached very harshly to my mom and basically told her, just condemned her and told her she was going to go to hell because um, um, some of the elders encouraged me that I need to cut all ties. You, know, you see a pattern here, kind of? How you have to disrespect your parents and tell your parents you're going to hell and write whole treaties online condemning them? Well, so much for honoring your mother and father. You know, so much for that. Who cares about that? You got you to let him know. Because what does Satan know that's going to do? If you can cut off all ties with your parents, if you can tick them off to the point where they're like, fine, whatever, well, then that is one less lifeline you have to get out of that cult. And Satan knows that most of the time, the families are the greatest lifeline to escaping a cult like this. So that is why, from a satanic perspective, he would want you... To cut off all ties with your family. Because once you cut off all these ties, what the cult is hoping is that even if you do have a change of mind down the road, where are you going to go? You've burned all your bridges. Control freaks, one of their main agendas, whether it's a cult or whether it's a person. Let's say you're in a bad relationship or marriage or whatever and, and, and one spouse is an absolute total control freak and they have done everything or that cult has done everything in your life to get you to burn all your bridges with any other person or entity that would have any care for you, any compassion for you. Why? So you have nothing to turn back to. So that you're, there's no place for you to go. So all the doors appear to be closed because they want you to be totally and utterly helplessly dependent upon their cult or upon that person. Like my family and friends, I need to cut everything loose. Like, you know, because they felt like I was holding on to some stuff in Houston. And so I did. I called my mom, I preached to her, and I let her know, like, you know, like, unless you repent, like, you know, I can't have no fellowship with you. Basically mean I can't talk to her. He says he felt like he had no family to turn to besides his spiritual family. What did I just say? I mean, it's just like, this is, this is becoming so predictable. I mean why they do what they do. If from a satanic standpoint, it is very easy to see through this when you start to analyze this from a biblical standpoint. In the church, so he stayed. But then he says his freedom was becoming more and more limited and the requirements to determine his salvation were becoming more and more strict. See, because we have new new requirements for salvation on a daily basis. Oh, I know you jumped through all those hoops yesterday to maintain your salvation. But you know what? Today we have a fresh new set of hoops that you have to jump through to secure salvation. And guess what? Tomorrow we'll have another fresh set of even harder hoops for you to jump through to prove that you're actually really saved because we all know that salvation is dependent upon our own works and we ultimately earn our own way to heaven. Everybody knows that. I just felt like like closed off. If I, I didn't have no freedom to do pretty much anything. Like, you know, um, from playing cards to dominoes to 
anything. The elders have to approve of a lot of things. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. If, if it's like marriage or like very important things, like you know, the elders have to approve of. Like if even if like it was times like that, I want to get a job. Like um, man, it was an energy company hired me. I've been looking for a job for a while. I've been praying, and I felt like this is exact job that the Lord wanted me to work. And then uh, uh, Ryan and uh. Jake came up to me and was like, we just don't believe that's the Lord's will. Jones. Pretty sure those are my two lists. I know Ryan is, for sure. We don't believe it's the Lord's will. Oh, just like you didn't believe it was the Lord's will to take that little baby in when you had a chance, and just like you believed it was the Lord's will when, I don't know whether you prophesied whether the baby was going to be resurrected alive and you had to bring her back, like, 14 or 15 hours later after the baby had been dead. All the other false prophecies, too, included. You're not hearing from God! And and if you're not hearing from God, you're going to give false prophecies and you're going to give bad, unbiblical device. No, Jake and and, um, uh, Ryan, what's happening is, is there's demons talking through you. Okay? There are devils. You are a mouthpiece for the devil. And you didn't want this Christian brother to break out from the compound. You didn't want him to have, you had already got your hooks into him. The, the devil's there operating through your coat and got his, your satanic hooks into him, and you didn't want him to fly the coop yet, even though if it was a job that, that you know, he had been praying about and these types of things, it wasn't a wicked job, it was with an energy company. But no, 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 you can't let him go because you have to have total control of the narrative. You have to have that person under your thumb at your compound at all time because you are working for Satan. As the elders' use of God's will for everything became excessive. And they used the Lord to, like, to, like, use people or get them to do things, like, that they feel is right. Do you believe that? I honestly believe that from the bottom of my heart. That they, they, they... I, I detect no guile in this man. Not even a bit. i give him a big hug if I saw him. I love him. I love him in the Lord. I can tell you that right now. I do. I feel terrible for him. I'm, I praise God he got out. But it almost brings me to tears just even hearing his testimony, thinking what all these other ones are going through in there. No hope. Going to lose my salvation. Day. I mean, this is horrific. Think about this. This is going on all over the planet. People in spiritual bondage because of false religion. False religion. It's absolutely gut-wrenchingly, horrifically tragic. We'll say the Lord, even if it's like the Lord told me to drink this cup of water, it's like outrageous. After a super... Again, and you know, if you said the Lord, well then you're prophesying. I mean, you're pretty much, if you start getting in, I mean, you're pretty much prophesying all the time. You, If you're telling me you're hearing a direct voice in your head, I have no doubt they may be hearing voices in their head. I have no doubt, but look at the fruit. Look at the fruit of what it's causing. They're not hearing God's voice. They're not. And I want to say this before we go any farther. If what I'm doing is wrong, if what I'm doing is wrong by calling these guys out, Jake and and uh, Ryan and the other guy, let God judge between you and you and I. Let, let, I, I I'll, I'll issue this challenge right now. Let God judge between you and I. Not because I think I'm perfect or that I'm living in sinless perfection. But if what I'm doing is wrong, I pray to God, God strike me dead tonight. 
I really do. I mean that. I'm saying that before my listeners. I'm saying it before the world. If I'm wrong about this, about about calling you out, about marking you, like the Bible says to do in Romans 16, verse 17 and 18, mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. If I'm wrong about all this, let God strike me dead tonight. I'm not even saying anything about you. Would you would you say the same thing about yourself? If I'm wrong, let God strike you dead? I'm willing to put it on the line. I am putting it on the line right now. I'm not going to take back what I'm saying right now. I'm that serious about this. Let him strike me dead. Because if I'm wrong about what you're doing, I am the most deluded, deceived Christian on the planet. And I don't need to be deceiving anyone else. If what you're doing represents the cause of righteousness, then I am the most wretched, deceived man in the history of mankind. That's how serious I am about this. So let's continue further. Vi's trip home to Houston to visit a friend and preach, Jones started thinking again that he wanted to leave the church for good. But he says his thoughts haunted him, and it wasn't easy. I heard so much that if I leave, I was going to hell. So when I first left, I, I was believing it. The first That's what all cults do, and it's not easy, especially at the beginning. You'll be, you'll be thinking one thing, and then you'll, all these, these thoughts will come back in your head. And you'll, you'll start to have doubts. Oh man, I don't, I don't want to go to hell and this and that. I know how he feels to a certain extent. Not to the extent because he actually went there. And you go there. You go to their property. You go to their church. You put yourself under their spiritual authority. The devils and demons are more free to flow and influence you when you go to their compound. Their, wherever their spiritual headquarters is. That's why I don't advise people to go into the houses of these people like Jehovah Witnesses. I don't, I don't advise you to invite them into your house. The Bible says not to invite them into your house or bid them Godspeed lest you be partakers of their, of their sin. Okay, so we're not supposed to invite cult people into our house to have Bible studies. You know, maybe neutral territory, if you're really equipped, if you've prayed about this, if you have other people praying about this, and I think it's, it's good to take people with you and not so that they can gang up on you. Gotta be real careful. These people spend countless hours a lot of times specifically on how to attack and how to destroy a Christian's faith. So I'm saying this for this cult or any other cult. For weeks, I, I, I was just totally destroyed. You know, um, I, I, I had a hard time eating, sleeping, drinking. You know, because I felt like God was angry at me. The stuff that they said, it would like be played back in my head because I heard it so much. Jones says the fear-mongering took a toll on him. You need to fear, 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 fear. Like, you know, rather than believe, 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 believe. So Jones started to... Fear versus faith. Fear versus faith. Fear of God is very important. I'd be the first to tell you that. I've, I've preached on that many, 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 many a time. Okay? But ultimately it comes down to faith. For you say by grace through faith. Faith in Jesus Christ. And that not of yourselves... Not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. If you can boast about it, if it's your works, you will boast about it. You will get proud. And that's what all false religions and the ones that are included in Christianity, 
It's where they all err. Believe. Believe that he needed to get out. Nicole Vowell, KETK News. Man, God bless him. <laughs> I just love him. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta watch the video. I posted it in, in the thing. Um, man, uh, uh, that was perfect. That video absolutely put the cherry on top of the Sunday regarding this. Now, again, we're just getting started, but that was incredibly important. That video that we just covered there. And um, you can watch all of these videos too. So you can really get the full impact. Now, the lady that originally had emailed me about asking to do a teaching. And she said all those things and then I commented. I asked her again. I, I, I emailed her back and I said when I inquired about getting more information. She wrote back and said. Now this is very recent. She said, Dr. Johnson, I wouldn't even know where to start. Some in the Church of Wells... Um, in fact, are demon-possessed. They are groaning in the spirit, and actually I think it's more growling, but uh, in the spirit at people which have said, sounds like growl. One of their friends who was in an arranged marriage, get out. Yeah, that's another thing you do. Arranged marriages. We, like I said, we haven't even started getting into this yet. So, we <laughs> hold on to your hats because there's a lot more to this. The elders or men get dreams or visions from, quote, the Lord that tell them who they should marry. Now remember, if they're already giving out false prophecies, if they're already doing all this unbiblical garbage that we've already documented, I'm not going to take or do one single thing any of these people are telling me to do because they're not hearing from God. But now they're getting dreams and visions from, quote, the Lord, who now they should marry. Oh boy, I'm sure that's some really good solid biblical advice. The women have virtually no say in the matter. They are just told to submit to the Lord, a.k.a. what the Lord has told the elders, because they're acting in God's stead. They're literally acting like the Pope does, where he has the mitre, and on the inside of the mitre hat, the Dagon fish hat, it says, Vicar of Christ. Vicar meaning replacement. That's how they're acting. They're acting as replacement Christ on this planet. And whatever they say goes. It's total garbage. Even if they do, um, they must submit to the Lord, a.k.a. ever what the elders say, even if they do not believe they should marry someone. So, if, even if the woman... Does it feel, or the man feels that they shouldn't even marry someone? No, no, you do what we say. Because we're hearing from God. Well, you know, it'd be nice to have that conviction from God myself. But you're the elder, so I guess I can't argue. I, I am so ashamed that these people were were on, the elders, not, not, not the other ones from the church walls, but they were listeners of mine. This is so egregious to me. I never taught this garbage. I, I, I never pointed somebody in this direction. This is the opposite of what this ministry is about. And that's why I had to do this teaching. I, I should have done it a lot sooner. Essentially, the elders have elevated themselves to be the only living authority on the word of God. This is coming somebody that came out of the church now. It's emailing me. My comment. Show me this type of control freak behavior anywhere in the New Testament. From Jesus Christ, the apostles, or elders. There is no biblical warrant or precedent for this type of behavior. Second so, Peter 1.20 Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Well, it seems like they're privately interpreting everything. You know? Because I guarantee you, most other Christians that would look at the same whatever 
scriptures they're using to justify them or whatever prophecy they're using wouldn't come to the same conclusion. Jeremiah 48.10 Cursed be he that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully. You're under a curse, you elders. You're doing the work of the Lord deceitfully. You're not really doing the work of the Lord. You say you are, but I look at your fruit and know you're not. You're, you're cursed. Cursed be he that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully. Matthew 6, 11, and 12. I pray God stop you. I pray all my listeners pray this. I pray that he liberate these poor people in this cult, that they get out of there, that this cult, you know, <clears throat> that it be destroyed. That God end it. I'm not saying I want destruction on the people in the cult. I'm saying the cult itself. That people get their eyes opened their ears open, that their hearts open, that they can actually receive the truth, that this spell, this witchcraft, this demonic bondage that they're in be broken in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, His angelic host, and through the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and that every devil, demon, evil entity, fallen angel, or fallen cherub that would try to hinder this prayer be bound up and rebuked and cast into the abyss until which time they then be cast into the lake of fire. That's my prayer. For them. That they get with like-minded, godly Christians that, that aren't going down this works-based path. Which is not how you're saved. I fear for their souls. They're trusting their own works. I fear for their souls. They think they're the only ones going to heaven. I fear for their souls. You can't trust in works and get to heaven. You need to get back rooted and grounded in the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 16, 11 through 12. How is it that you do not understand that I spake it not to you concerning bread, that you should be aware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? Then understood they how he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, meaning the yeast in bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees. A main warning of Jesus Christ was to beware of the doctrine, the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. The religious leaders, the Jewish religious leaders of the day. Why? Because their doctrine was essentially taking people to hell. They were twisting scripture to their own um, gain and using it to get people into false religion. And ultimately into hell. It's a very big deal to God. This cult is doing no different. It's using it's twisting doctrine. Luke 12, verse 1, part B. He began to say unto the disciples, first of all, Beware ye of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. You see the hypocrisy here? That we've we just documented? So much hypocrisy. That's, that's a fruit of, of the leaven, of bad doctrine. Hypocrisy. Well, we're the only ones going to heaven. Remember what the, the gentleman just said there? I became so proud and telling everybody they're going to hell. I was so full of pride.
She goes on to say, I think your teaching would be extremely valuable. As you said, they still listen to your teaching, so they would definitely hear it. I pray to God they all hear it. I'll make no apologies for this. I love them enough to tell them the truth. Thank you for your willingness to help in this matter. It will be a great blessing to many and perhaps an eye-opener to those in the cult. The site I and other brothers who know the elders personally, so there's other brothers who know them personally, is churchofwells.org, discerning the Church of Wells. But you really would need to come to the PDF and click on it because it's a rather long link there. Okay, let's go further. Um, This next report, Discerning the Church of Wells. This report exists in order to make a statement regarding the claims of association with biblical teachers. This is from um, one of the, I think, one of the ones associated with, with Paul Washer that wrote this rebuttal. So, this report exists in order to make a statement regarding the claims of association with biblical teachers. When you go to their website, the first thing you'll see is all of these pictures of these preachers, okay, uh, men, like men of God from, from the past, okay. Um, so, John Knox, Thomas Brooks, Richard Baxter, John Bunyan, James Renwick, Matthew Henry, Jonathan Edwards, John Wesley, George Whitfield, David Brainerd, Charles, Charles Spurgeon, etc. And more modern day, Arthur Pink, uh, A.W. Tozier, Rolf Bernard, Leonard Ravenhill, Richard Owen, Paul Washer, etc. They associate themselves with them. You actually literally see a lot of their pictures at the top with like their names under them, almost in a, not a real picture, but like a drawing, okay? Basically saying what they're trying to get convinced you of is we're seeking the old paths, wherein is wisdom, which I agree with that verse, but, you know, again, I don't think they're seeking anything godly, whether they want to call it the old pass or not. You know, this is control freak, cult-like, Jim Jones-type behavior. Okay? This is what, this is what, they're, what they're doing. Um, this, is, this association is made by the Church of Wells in an effort to provide credibility for their ministry. In other words... They want to put the pictures of all these men of God up on the on the top of their site and quote from them and ride in on their coattails in order to bring credibility to their own cult. Doesn't work that way. But see, they're very good at what they do here in this cult. They're very subtle. They're very good at what they do. They're very good at keeping their own cool. And and acting like, oh, we're just being Christ-like and this and that. Oh, really? Really? The Church of Wells uses portraits, links, articles, sermons, and other media from these godly men on its website in an attempt to build for themselves a credibility by association. The only credibility they have attained, however, is a false one. The historic figures to whom the Church of Wells appeals would never have associated themselves with the Church of Wells teaching or practice. And some of those who are still living, have even requested complete dissociation from the Church of Wells, its ministry, and its website. Psalm 101, verse 7 says, He that worketh deceit shall not dwell in my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. Haven't we seen a lot of them working deceit and telling lies already in this teaching? 
I think we have. They need to fear God um, that... Because, I mean, what they're doing is not the path of a saved person or organization. They're doing the opposite. They're working deceit. They're telling lies. I've already pointed a ton of this out. God says they'll not tarry in my sight. They'll not dwell in my house. You need to get right with God. Unfortunately, such requests have often been denied or ignored. Imagine that. So the ones that are still living that have requested complete dissociation from the Church of Wells, its ministry, and its website, unfortunately, such requests have often been denied or ignored. Are you kidding me? Wow. That's that's really biblical. So just deny them or ignore them. Just kind of the same way you treated ABC and these other parents that have tried to get a hold of their children. That's biblical. That's really biblical. Yeah, that's awesome. Based on the videos, my comment is based on the videos we just heard, it seems that the Church of Wells has turned ignoring valid requests into an art form. For example, Paul Washer and the ministry which he founded at Hard Cry Missionary Society have repeatedly asked Church of Wells to remove any association or use of content from its website. As Washer and Harcry deem the Church of Wells' teachings and practices dangerous at best and cultic at worst. Now I don't know since the, this this has happened this, this happened over and over. Maybe they've removed that now, but there was a long time that they hadn't, and it shouldn't take that long. And I'm not even saying they have. I'm not going to go up and scour all their website to see if they have. But why would you have to tell somebody more than once? You know, who does that? Because Heartcry and Washer deem the Church of Wells' teachings and practices dangerous at best and cultic at worst. Despite these requests, the elders of the Church of Wells continued to use Washer's name and media, both openly and covertly, for an extended period of time against the wishes of intellectual copyright owners. See Washer's, Paul Washer's Twitter. There's a link to it here. Now, they may have taken it off by now, because they might have thought they're going to get sued, but, you know... That, that's like, that's like so, like, slimy and deceitful. You know? Oh no, we'll just keep it up a little longer. We'll, who does that? Was God telling you to do that? Huh? I mean, come on. Aren't you in constant communication? I mean, the way, I mean, tell him to drink a water? Oh, drink that water. God just told me to tell you that. Oh, really? Wow. I'm so glad you're here to let me know that I can drink that water. My comment, what kind of Christian elders would do such a thing? This by itself, not to mention all the other things that have been brought up so far, is just so wrong and so unchristian. Deceit, self-will, obstinacy are now how a Christian ministry should behave, evidently. Again, they're novices. They're boys trying to do a man's job, like the one preacher had said. This is how novices behave. Not like men, like novices. I've seen it over and over again already in just the videos we've watched. Washer is not alone in his belief of Church of Wells' cultic nature. Other leaders who have spoken out against the group included are 
Phil Johnson, founder of Spurgeon.org, Greg Gordon, founder of SermonIndex.net, Tony Maiano, founder of Cross Encounters Ministries, Matt Slick, president and founder of Church Apologetics and Research Ministry, Thomas or, or Mac Tomlinson, author of In Light of Eternity, The Life of Leonard Ravenhill. Scripture requires that the elders of a biblical church be above reproach and in good standing with those outside the church. See 1 Timothy 3.7. We also read in 2 Corinthians 8.2, providing for honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. Honest things. They haven't behaved in an honest way. They've promised all type of meetings to the Catherine Groves parents. All, I mean, they've, they've promised all kind of stuff. They don't do it. They have no compassion and mercy. That's evident by the way they're, they're treated when, when um, I mean, confronted in a nice way over and over on the street. They have no compassion and mercy. Their word means nothing. They keep Paul Washer's teachings up for these extended period of time. The next verse should be our reasonable service. But can any of the Church of Wells elders claim this? I think not. What verse is that? 3 John 1.12 Demetrius hath a good report of all men and of the truth itself. Yea, and we also bear record, and we know that our record is true. Demetrius had a good report of all men both secular and saved, it says. So in other words, we don't have to go through life and have everybody hate our guts. I understand ultimately we may end up dying for our faith. I get that. But that doesn't mean you go around and give everyone an excuse to hate your guts. How are you ever going to lead anybody to the Lord if everybody hates your guts? How is that possible? I hate your guts, but boy, you're, you're really compelling. I think I'm going to get saved, even though I can't stand you. That's not the way it works. <laughs> You're not going to lead anybody to the Lord. You're going out street preaching, screaming at everybody, telling them that they're a bunch of filthy devils, they're all going to hell. Yeah, you're, you're going to get a lot of converts that way. You're going to get a ton. And being real condemning and condescending at the same time, yeah, that's, that's the love of Christ. I mean, you're going to really, you're going to win a lot of people to the Lord that way. I'm not saying you don't give them the truth, but there, I believe there is a biblical balance you need to strike. And these dudes are operating out of pride and arrogancy. And even the, the gentleman that we heard from earlier, he was starting to feel it already, just being there a few weeks. You start thinking, hey, I'm something special. I'm the only one on the planet. I'm one of the only ones on the planet that has this figured out. I'm the only one on, I'm only the only ones on earth that's even going to heaven. How special am I? Man, that's the opposite of humility. God can't stand it. To this man will I look, to of him that is of a humble and a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. Isaiah 66. A humble and contrite spirit. That's the man that God's going to look to. What was the prayer that pleased God from Solomon? He didn't ask for riches, he didn't ask for all the stuff. He asked for like a heart that, that and a mind and a, you know, everything, the whole package that he could guide this great people, because he was as a little child, not knowing to what go in or come out apart from the Lord. He was as but a little child. That's how he described himself to God. 
And that prayer pleased God. Because he could have asked for anything. But he humbled himself and said that. To God, Solomon. Richest man that the world ever, ever knew. And that guy, I understand he became that afterward. But the reason he became it afterward is because he humbled himself before God ahead of time. And I know he strayed. You get that much stuff, you have that many wives and concubines and women that are going to bring your heart after idols and they're false gods. And I'm not giving men a pass, I'm just saying in his case, I think it was all those wives and concubines, he took foreign wives, the Pharaoh's daughter, you know she was into paganism. You're going to get off track. You yoke up with that. But humility is where it's at. Let's go back to this. So, Demetrius hath a good report of all men, and of the truth itself, yea, and we also bear record. But does the conduct of the church of Wells and its elders appear to uphold this requirement? Everybody hates them. The town all hates them. The, the, the other Christians can't stand them because they're bound up in false religion, and they've got their own cult compound there. They lie to people. They're arrogant. They have no mercy or compassion to these people trying to see their own children. What, what is there to like about them? There's nothing Christ-like here. It's all false religion. One does not have to search far to discover that Church of Wells does not have a good reputation with those outside the church, with whom it comes in contact with. Consider this article and this one. There's two different links here. Consider their, even their Wikipedia page, which is largely devoted to many of the controversies associated with Church of Wells. Second Peter 2.1, But there were false prophets also among you, even as there be false teachers among you. We're talking about both here. Who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them, and bringing upon themselves swift destruction. Fear, you elders and deacons, fear lest you bring upon yourself swift, swift destruction. Damnable, with your damnable heresies. Works-based garbage. Going to lose my salvation one minute, going to gain it the next. Got a new, fresh new set of hoops you got to jump through the next day. Why? Because Satan is a cruel taskmaster. Anybody involved in the high-level occult feels the same way. they got to do all this stuff to please Satan, and it's never, ever enough. Listen to their testimonies. It's the same way. This verse just came into my head as I was saying that. And I believe the Holy Spirit has convicted me of these verses. Matthew eleven twenty eight. What does Jesus say? Okay, so the Church of Wells members have all this burden on them. All this, oh man, I'm going to lose it. i got to stay here at this compound. i got to do exactly what the elders are saying because they're, they're God's men on the planet. They hear from God constantly and I, I, I hope I can do it all and, and, and I hope I can be good enough and I hope I can jump through all these hoops and I hope I can you know, keep it up and, 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 and just thank God I'm here and we're the only ones on the planet. They're going to heaven basically and oh, everybody else is a bunch of degenerate devils and, and, and this and that. What does God say? I got to do all these things to, 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 to keep my salvation, to earn it. And Matthew eleven twenty eight. What did Jesus say? Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, 
and I will give you rest. I say that to you, Church of Wells members, that may be listening to this. Are you heavy laden? Are you laboring for your your, your salvation day by day, earning your way to heaven? You're no different than a Catholic or a Mormon or a Jehovah Witness. You're trying to earn your way into heaven. You're laboring. You're heavy laden. But Jesus can give you rest. Next verse. Take my yoke upon you, the yoke of Jesus, and learn of me, for I am meek. Not proud. Meek. Humble. And lowly in heart. And you shall find rest under your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Does it look like the yoke of anyone at Church of Wells is easy or their burden light? No, they're trying to carry around the earth on their back every day with the burden and the fear of going to hell every day if they're not just doing it just right or obeying these stinking elders that they've set over them that are nothing but a bunch of boys and novices and it's evidenced by the fruit they're producing. Second Peter 2, 2. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, these false prophets and false teachers, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. God showed me these verses as I was doing this teaching for a reason. False prophets also among you, false teachers bringing in damnable heresies, and many shall follow their pernicious ways. Church of Wells is just one of the cults out there. They're taking people to hell, as far as I'm concerned. I'm concerned for their soul. You've fallen from grace. The Bible says in Galatians 5.4 that people that, like the people in the Church of Wells, that are trusting in these men, these boys, to lead them in obviously an unbiblical works-based path, that Christ is become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law or by works, ye are fallen from grace. You're saved by grace, through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You're falling from the grace of God. This is serious stuff. And many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. When all these people, all these hundreds of thousands of people view those ABC videos and they view that as fundamental Christianity, all it does is stir up hatred in their heart for people that represent themselves as fundamental Christians. And they want to throw us all in that same boat as Church of Wells. So the way of truth is evil spoken of. What you're doing, Church of Wells, you elders, you ones that have held everybody into bondage and perpetuated this this devil cult, the way of truth is being evil spoken of because of you. Your warped, twisted, works-based theology. You're doing the devil's work. Yet you think 
You're the only ones on the planet that have it figured out. Isn't that ironic? Because you're so blinded with pride. I'm not saying everybody in the in the cult is. I'm sure a lot of them are. I mean, that gentleman we heard from earlier was only in there for a few weeks and he was already so blinded with pride, he said. The pride that was welling up in him. So they probably all are. But I'm not here to condemn you, the, the, the members, the congregation. The elders, yes. I hold them accountable for this. This was their baby. They need to be called out. The way of truth is being evil spoken of because of cults like yours. In a world with such open gateways to communicate and propagate information, true or false, into the public domain, the demand of the day is discernment. We, we seek to make known the inconsistent de- dealings of the Church of Wells with regard to the media materials which have hijacked, been hijacked under the false pretenses and for sordid gain. As statements regarding Church of Wells can be acquired from reputable Christian leaders, we seek to make them available as public testimony against the practices of their group. Now, remember, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a thing is established. It'd be one thing if I was just me, was just doing the study, and I looked like I had an axe to grind. But there's a ton of Christian organizations. I mean, a lot of people look up to Paul Washer and and other ministry. I mean, they were they do. <laughs> they were obviously putting out his materials. There's a ton of people that are exposing this cult at this point. What I'm trying to do is, which is what I always try to do, is kind of bring everything together and have like a one-stop shopping teaching where you could come here, listen to this, and we're going to be hitting on just about every single point. The big ones. Maybe I'm sure there's other stuff going on I don't even know about. That may be way more horrific than what we're covering today. But this is what's been made public. And this is what has been confirmed by multiple witnesses. So you can't say I'm making some false accusation when you got all these people. Some of them have literally been in the cult. Some of them have had literal dealings with the cult. You know, there's a lot of witnesses to this. So, next one. Is the Church of Wells a cult? Church of Wells has been under a great deal of scrutiny nationally. Even though it is a very small church in a very small town in Wells, Texas, a city of fewer than 800 people, the church is very tight-knit and exclusivistic. This makes sense since they teach that they are among the remnant of God's remnant of God's true believers and that the Christian church has been cursed for the past 2,000 years. Now, this is all referenced. Everything that I'm saying here has a little reference mark where they say this stuff. This is problematic because it lays the intellectual foundation to teach a kind of restored or true church teaching of the scripture. However, this does not automatically make them a cult. Additionally, a three-day-old baby died after a couple in the church did not seek medical attention when the baby's extremities began turning blue. Instead, they prayed, and now this kind of thing can easily be sensationalized. Um, in other words, this, this gentleman writing this report is trying to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt along the way. And I want to make it clear that the parents have my deepest sympathy. I, too, have lost a child, and it is one of the most difficult things anybody can experience. However... It is a concern when medical treatments are not sought for a very young child who is obviously having breathing difficulties. If the prayer does not quickly alleviate the problem, then the other available means of healing via medical attention should be utilized. The Apostle Luke, after all, was a physician, and Paul himself said, 
drink no longer water, but use a little wine for thy stomach's sake and for thine oft infirmities, in 1 Timothy 5.23. Accusations of brainwashing regarding this Church of Wells have been rampant. Okay, this is like, I'm hearing this over and over and over again by totally unrelated people. Okay, so they're not getting a bad rap. We're just touching on what is blatantly obvious that we know is going on in the, in this cult. Uh, there's at least one set of parents, Andy and Patty Groves, that have been prevented from seeing their daughter, Catherine, who gave away everything and joined the group. But an accusation doesn't make a cult. Apparently the daughter does not, does not want to see her parents. She is old enough to make that choice. This alone does not mean it is a cult. But as things begin to add up and suspicious behavior becomes more evident, it makes us wonder what is going on. Now I've already proven their cult with what we've already covered. But he's just writing this article from scratch. Okay, The following said by Jake Gardner, one of the elders. Here's a link to where he said it. Professing Christianity today overwhelmingly is a cult because a cult is that which is not found in the written word of God, which is born by the thoughts of human beings. And the reason why there's so much ignominy and reproach cast upon us is because we're merely endeavoring to get back what the Bible says. Oh, really? I think we've proven that wrong. And in a generation that is so far departed from the plain, simple understanding and interpretation of scriptures, that is a cult. Someone who is trying to return simply to, to what the Bible is, is labeled as a cult, and they are showing, and shows the degeneracy of our age. Oh, thank you, Jake, for straightening us out. I really am happy, because you're so wise. My comment, so what they're saying is that they are being persecuted for righteousness' sake. They're the victims. See, that's what they want to play the victim card here. Okay. In light of all that I've just covered, I think it is very apparent that that is a total lie. Such a statement is usually born out of restored, and this is back to the report, is usually born out of a restored gospel mentality, or the idea that everybody else is wrong except them. Absolutely. Where does that born out of? Pride. We cannot say definitively that the church is a cult without first defining that what that means. The problem is there are different definitions of a cult. However, there are basic principles that help to identify cult-like behavior. See the article. What are some signs of what are some of the signs and practices of a cult? And there's a link to it here. Though many legitimate churches might be accused of being guilty of one or two or three of the points listed in the article, it does not mean the church is automatically a cult. Without having been in a church or spoken of with its members, it's very difficult to ascertain which, if any, of the previous points are practiced by the Church of Wells. However, various newscasts and articles on the group reveal some warning flags, well, also testimonies of former members, or people that have had dealings with them. And, consider, and considering I've been studying cults since about, the 19, since about 1980, I think that I have an understanding of how many of them work. Um, I'm not calling the Church of Wells a cult. This guy's being real politically correct as he writes this. I wish he'd just kind of get out. I, I am. I'm calling them a flat-out cult. Especially after all that we've covered. But he's saying, however, it does ex have many cult-like practices, such as exclusivity. Well, we've seen that in spades. Isolation. Seen that overwhelmingly. Special knowledge. Oh, yeah. Indoctrination. Yeah. Groupthink. Yeah. Uh, appearance standards, absolutely. They're all, they all like the same, you know? So they've got pretty much all those attributes in heavy doses. Questions for Sean Morris and Jacob Gardner. In reply to CARM, the Church of Wells elders stated that there was a lack of specific questions asked them. Um, and I guess they, they 
emailed them and asked them questions. In partnership with Tony Miano and Andrew Report, we have asked 13 questions for the elders of the Church of Wells. We hope to receive a specific detailed written or video responses to our questions. The challenge to the Church of Wells, and you can click on the link about the 13 questions. Okay, I'm not covering them all. But um, uh, my desire, his challenge then to the Church of Wells, my desire is to reach out to you and discuss these issues. In that vein, here's a biblical challenge. 1 Peter 3.15 But sanctify the Lord your God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is that is in you with meekness and fear. According to the above verse, you are obligated to give an answer. Now, I know that many people might challenge you, but I am desiring an open dialogue with you concerning your teachings about what is necessary to maintain one's salvation. We can do this over the phone, or I'd be glad to fly to your location, meet with you, and discuss these issues. Now, here's a guy willing to really man up. Um, I know you've seen this article. Please contact me. He gives his email address. He gives his office phone. Matt Slick. And then here's the, the, the report is totally referenced from top to bottom. Um, I just, as I was putting this report together, I also found this today. And this is about an altercation that took place, um, yeah, I guess around April. Yeah, I, I guess around maybe the start of April. And it's entitled Saturday's Ruckus. This is a local chat board that discusses the Church of Wells. And a lot of them are local townspeople that are in the town that it's such a concern to them that um, they actually have a, a chat board to kind of keep abreast of things going on. Because they're, they're kind of like starting to take over the town, it looks like, from what I'm seeing here. They're, they're, it's like, you know when any cult moves into a particular area, they can start taking over a lot of different aspects of the town. And uh, it doesn't mean I think that all the people in the town are saved and going to heaven and they're all in the right, okay, in that regard. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that the Church of Wells is going about this, I believe, in totally an unbiblical manner in the wrong way, and they've got a lot of false doctrine and false theology that they're using to brainwash their members. So this is what the administrator of the website said, Saturday, it was entitled Saturday's Ruckus. This is what I was told happened yesterday at the Wells 50th Annual Parade. Now, this this account, I read a lot of other accounts of people that were there. And this, from from what I saw, pretty much lined up with about what everyone else that was saying. That had saw this. The townspeople. Okay? Um, this was the Wells 50th Annual Parade. Members of the Church of Wells group located, and again, this just happened last April, I guess. Members of the uh, Church of Wells group, I'm assuming the three elders, I think it was them, located in Wells, Texas, decided to bust up the Wells 50th anniversary homecoming annual parade by throwing insults after insults at the community during their 50th annual parade. They got to let everybody know what a bunch of reprobate maggots they are and that they're all going to hell and they all need to you know, know that in spades. So, the, the, and that's going to really win a lot of people to the Lord Jesus Christ, but, you know, as long as they come out feeling like they're whatever, I guess that's all that really matters. Church of Wellmen were from the beginning of the parade screaming and yelling at people in the parade, including a float with children on it, in which there was a head start float 
of three, four, and five-year-old children on a nursery children's float. Okay, several fathers of the children asked the yelling men to stop frightening, um, a, uh, their frightening, abusive, threatening insults to their children. Three, four, and five. And the community's children, and the men would not stop yelling and screaming, but it only got louder. You know, Jesus did this a lot. He went out there and screamed at little children. Told them they're going to burn in hell. Going to split hell wide open when they die. He did a lot of that. No, I don't see any Bible for doing that to children. He said, suffer the children to come unto me. You know, for such is the kingdom of God. And if you offend one of these little ones that believeth on me, it's better that a millstone be hung around your neck and you be cast into the midst of the sea. So, um, you know, just wanted to point that out. Okay, But the men would not stop their yelling and screaming only got louder. It was so bad, the screaming and yelling from the Church of Wells men at the, at the children, at the children, okay, that a pastor of one of the local churches reportedly got a fire truck and placed it in between the children and the Church of Wells men and turned the siren on so that the crying children, because they were all crying at this point because the, the Church of Wells men were screaming at them, so that the, the crying children could not hear or see the insane maniac screaming of the men of the Church of Wells. All so biblical. So biblical. Terrorize the little ones. Terrorize them. The Church of Wells men would not stop terrorizing the children, so some of the fathers of the children decided to make them stop. I have personally spoken to someone who went and got their crying child off the float and the child was traumatized by the screaming men. Doesn't a parent have a right and a responsibility to protect their child emotionally, psychologically, and physically? So biblical. So biblical. Generally, when I go out, I like to scream at the little kitties, too. I like to, you know, let them have it. Let them all know they're going to burn in hell white hot. Yeah, that makes me feel really good, like a real man. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's one of my favorite pastimes. Come come away from that just feeling really good about myself and full of pride. And mm. Dude, I don't even know how I could sleep at night if I did that. I mean, are you kidding me? Really? See, everything I see about this cult is just, all it does is bear rotten fruit. The way of truth is evil spoken of because of groups like this. Because they're going to, they're going to, a lot of people will see this, and this may be their only taste of what they would term as Christianity. And say, you know what, if that's Christianity, I'd rather burn in hell. Because I don't want anything to do with those hypocritical devils. The way of truth is evil spoken of. Do you realize what damage you're doing when you go out and represent yourself this way? To the world? You're not going to have a good report. And they're not hating you for righteousness sake. Don't kid yourself. Don't kid yourself. You might think that. You're not being persecuted for righteousness sake. You're being persecuted because you're an idiot. 
And because you're, you're acting like a moron and you're terrorizing children. What is wrong with you? Here's another guy, that the moderator of the website, Tom, he said, With the business of stirring up anger in the name of God, it's a slippery slope when you start down that road. It screams jihad and martyrdom. The Texas boys, um, meaning at the Church of Wells, have been asking for it. Now this is very important what he says here. Because I, I really think he hits the nail on the head with this. They've been doing this on purpose and with intent. To prove out how sinful the world is and how righteous they are. They want this to happen. It validates them and confirms their mission. Now, when he says they want this to happen, they ended up getting beat up pretty bad. By the parents' dads, from what I could see. Okay? They deserved it. (laughs) I mean, they did. Screaming at little three-year-olds and four-year-olds. I mean, are you kidding me? Really? But they want this to happen. See, they instigated this. It validates them and confirms their mission because they say we're being persecuted for righteousness sake. They're baiting people to act out. Poking bears with a stick. They are rude, mean, and sensitive and unkind. We've already seen how totally void of mercy and compassion they are. Okay? The response, their bad behavior is all about them. Their own personal glory and vicarious adventure. Oh, look at our mighty exploits of the mighty men of God. The people who respond to them with condemnation and violence are responding to provocation and negative stimuli with human emotion. Let me tell you something. If you're a parent and you're screaming at my little girl, my little three-year-old, who's a, who's a Christian... Or four or five year old? I mean, Taylor got saved when she was young. She remembers this day. And you're telling her she's going to hell because she's on a float? Really? So that's all is required to get you into hell, being on a float. Now, I'm not saying, I mean, you should be dressed appropriately, no matter what your age. But really... We're that, we're that sanctimonious. We're that holier than thou. Where we know... You're going to hell. And we're not because we know the way of righteousness. We are the way of righteousness. Hypocritical, holier than thou, pious, garbage, pride filled. Then he goes on to say, no doubt the Church of Wells is satisfied and gleeful right now. Oh, you bet. They wanted exactly this reaction from someone. So they went out there and they made themselves so unbelievably overbearing and satanically obnoxious to even the secular crowd who wasn't trying to pick a fight with them. They picked the fight with the secular crowd. And they ended up getting their faces beat in and beat up. But they wanted that. They baited them all in. They wanted this. Well, let's let's look at the next letter. I this is a twelve page thread. I only got two pages into it, and I'm like, I got to get this study done. Who knows else what was said in this thread? So this is another one, another member of this board. It says, if you are in Wells, it is vital to avoid violence at all costs. The tragedy of Saturday. Now this is from a guy, a pastor in Arkansas. I'll say that up front. He said. 
The tragedy of Saturday is going to grow because they have used this as their silence breaker. Sean, one of the elders, will recruit off this. Off them getting beat up. Showing the violence as further proof of their persecution. Did they provoke this? Absolutely. Did they cross the line? Well, they did that years ago. They have been seeking this out. They have been inviting violence for a very long time, and I and I promise you, they were excited when the first punch was thrown. I guarantee you, they were praising God that they were being persecuted by the wrath of men. I know that what they are doing is horribly wrong, but violence will only serve their needs and not the needs of the community and also provide another big recruiting tool. And you know what? I think it worked, because I looked at their... Uh, their website picture on the Church of Wells, and it's way bigger than the last one I saw, the one where they had them on the porch. Well, this one, they can't even get on the porch anymore. They got a whole bunch more people. It's in this big area they took a picture of. They're growing all the time. Yep, it worked, from what I can see. They will use Saturday's events as even further proof. The interview Sean did proves this. In other words, they did an interview after. They were enjoying Sean's use of crutches, because he's on crutches, from getting beat up, and Taylor's split lip. They will milk this for all they can. I guess Taylor was one of the other guys that got beat up. Maybe they weren't all the elders. I don't know. They will milk this for all they can because it is physical proof of their, quote, persecution and teachings. These dudes are good at what they do. They're good. Satanically good. He said, I'm praying daily. Although I'm not in Wells, I have met with the elders face to face. I have spoken with them numerous times. I have been following closely the events. This, He says, I serve as a pastor in Arkansas. Wow, a pastor in Arkansas with some wisdom. Huh, like the one guy we heard at the start who had met with them and heard their doctrine and said, I believe it's a bunch of boys trying to do man's job. He's right on the money. Couldn't be more right. Now, uh, I'm going to have to end part, I guess, five here. And I should be able to get the next part done, uh, totally part six. And uh, hopefully get all this posted tonight. So God bless you, and we will see you in part six.